6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Modish Couture for the latest trends in stylish modern wear for every day. Browse their affordable dresses, shorts, shoes, accessories, jumper, boots, and more. They offer pay now or pay later with free shipping. Visit them today at www.modishcouture.com. Once again, that's www.mod-ishkouture.com. What up, everybody? This is your girl, Butterbee Rocka. Listen, we have a fantastic show for you today. I haven't been on in a while. It's been a minute. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, you are tuned in to Transparency Talks podcast. So COVID is still going on. I know a lot of people is ready to get out the house and everything, but still make sure that you are responsible. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Make sure that you're doing everything you can to not only help yourself, help your family and help other people that you're around. You know, it's not just you. You might be super strong, got a great immune system, but also think about the people that's around you. And and, you know, somebody could be carrying it to you and they could be symptomatic or whatever the case may be. So make sure that you are careful. Make sure you're using the Lysol and everything and, and, and keep yourself safe because we want to see you around for 2021. Um, I am your girl, Butterbee Rocka. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you get my book, Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. If you have not got it already, make sure you cop it. I did become an Amazon bestseller within seven hours. Also, make sure you pick up Defiant One's Teen Magazine. It is an amazing magazine for teens by teens, but they not only highlight you know, the latest artists and actors and stuff like that, but they also talk about financial literacy for teenagers and young adults. They discuss bullying, they discuss school, college, GPAs, and all that type of stuff that really does matter that kids don't really think about. So when it's coming from a teen and a young adult's point of view for the teens and young adults, they tend to listen a little bit more. So make sure you guys tune in and get the magazine. Again, it's called Transparency, I mean, sorry, the show is called Transparency Talks Podcast. The magazine is called Defiant Ones Team Magazine. So without further ado, I would like to present to you Miss Siobhan Strawn. Hold on one second, guys. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How you been? I am doing really, really good. So let me give you an introduction over. You are the president and CEO of We Life Foundation and That's So Lazy. And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna dive right in and yes. get really transparent. So can you tell everybody, uh, no, before we do that, 
Me and you met in the Bahamas. I had a show there for the prime minister and you was um, there and we met and we've been friends yeah. ever since. That's been like two or three years now, right? Yeah, about maybe three years, eh? Yeah, I think it is three years. Then we've linked up a couple of times in Atlanta, then in LA, you know, we've linked up a few times. So very good to have you on the show. I'm super excited to talk to you. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. Well, again, my name is Siobhan Strawn. I am from the Bahamas, currently reside in Nassau, Bahamas. A little bit about my past. I grew up as I guess what someone would call a troubled youth and you know went through my stage of being wild and crazy and partying and just you know doing my thing as a young person grew up in the inner city too in the Bahamas and you know as I grew and started to mature into myself I realized that I didn't want other people to go through some of the things that I went through so I got into doing charitable work and that turned into me starting my own charity, then launching my own business and, you know, just continuing to uh, be an inspiration and motivation to other young women. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things that you just talked about was that you grew up in poverty in a part of the inner cities of the Bahamas. So what was that like? Give us the paint that picture for us. Okay. So, um, as vivid as I can remember, it's a one bedroom apartment. You have five females in there. One is a single parent mom. Um, I have four other sisters that grew up with me in that one bedroom apartment. The, the apartment was so infested with rodents and all sorts of cockroaches and different things that eventually they had to completely tear the whole place down. So oh, wow. I tell you like, yeah, like how bad it was. And basically we spent most of our childhood kind of running around inside barefoot. And one thing I could remember about the community and growing up in the inner city is like, you kind of grow up yourself, especially with a single parent, because your mother is working and trying to make sure you have a roof over your head and food. Right. And so there's really no one to tell you, um, this is how you should carry yourself as a lady. This is what you should be doing. Mind you, you know, back in the day, you had your neighbors who would be watching over for you a little bit, telling you to put on your shoes or something like that. But right. <laughs> we, we didn't listen to that. But um, I'd never forget there were some church folks who came into the community where we were and they started having church. Um, they started feeding us and they became like a family to us. They kind of took us on and brought them into their home and around their kids. And I think for me, that was the start of um, really developing myself as a young lady and my spirituality and then wanting to do the same for other people. Okay. Yeah. So you would say that that experience taught you about yourself and about life? Yeah, I would say so. Um, back then I didn't realize it, but as I'm older now and I take some time to reflect, I realized, wow, what I'm doing is what someone did for me by you know just showing you that love genuine concern like without looking for anything in return it's just you know we come into this inner city we see these kids running around playing and you know we want to impact their lives and i think my life began to change for the better from then on but you know obviously i still was a bit in and out trying to find my way but it set a good foundation in me i believe 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So your foundation is called We Life, we Life Foundation. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about We Life Foundation? Well, first, We Life uh, stands for We Live in Freedom Everlasting. And the goal is to bring about mental, spiritual, and physical transformations to persons living in inner city environments. And the reason I came up with that freedom aspect of it mainly is because I feel like I've always been partly free. So it would be like I would go into a church or, you know, I'll get my spiritual life right, but mentally I still wasn't healed. So I found myself kind of repeating cycles. Mm-hmm. And then if your mind is healed, your spirit is healed, but you're hungry, that still messes with you in some way, or you're sick, or, you know, that still messes with you. So I was like, you know what? People need to experience total freedom. And that's a three-part aspect. And so I began putting it together, seeing how it was gonna work it out, how I was gonna figure this out. And at first I started with just feeding the body with food, groceries, uh, different things. And then eventually we added on empowerment sessions for the mind and we started praying with some folks for the spirit and the goal is to just go in there and and really bring about change not just give them something tangible but something that they can take throughout their lives right hope that it will bring a complete turnaround to their living situation to the way they think to to changing certain behaviors certain patterns um we're trying to break those cycles in inner city so right. um, that that's the goal right now. Okay. Well, I want to play something about your foundation. So, you want to set this up of what it is? <laughs> yeah, so um basically it's just a pitch um to give you a general idea of what we life is, some of the work we've done, some of the kids we have impacted um over the last three and a half years or so. And so this is just a short clip to um, show you guys exactly what it is that we do and what we've been doing. Okay, well, here we go. I want you to stretch your hands out like this and pretend as if you're feeding yourself. Pretty easy, right? Now tie your hands behind your back and attempt to do that same action. It creates a great deal of struggle, doesn't it? In the Bahamas, 74% of the lower income households have at least one child like Kyle or Joshua here who are robbed of this freedom to simply reach out and grab a hot meal from mom and dad. Imagine if poverty robbed you of the ability to feed your child. Imagine if it snatched your mental and spiritual capacity to push past that obstacle. I seek to remove that barrier. My name is Siobhan Strawn and I am the founder of We Life Foundation. We are an organization that assists inner cities by providing meal assistance, educational seminars and giveaways. Our aim is to accomplish spiritual, mental, and physical transformations within these communities that the ties of poverty may be broken. We Life was established in 2016, and since its inception, we have raised in excess of $30,000 and hosted nearly a dozen initiatives for at-risk youth and children. Our belief is that poverty isn't something that just robs you of a meal. It also robs you of the freedom to education, to have mental peace, See, supporting We Life unties the hands of parents with kids like Kyle so that they can get their lives back. So I ask you to donate to our organization where we don't just live, we life. Yes, ma'am. I felt that. I felt every word of that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. 
So why do you feel it's important to be the change that you want to see in the world? Well, again, I feel like uh, persons, especially growing up in uh, inner city environment, the only way I kind of, you know, got my life on track is because I was placed in an environment where I was able to see other young women that were nicely dressed, that were well-spoken. And for the first time, that was, you know, something that I've never seen, you know, in the areas that I grew up in. So actually seeing something, you realize, hey, I can become that too. And so before I even began to say, you know, this is the type of work I want to do, and don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, we're a constant work in progress, but um, I'm definitely not where I used to be. And so I love people to see that transition from where I came from. You like you wouldn't even believe it's like night and day. <laughs> but I like people to see that transition because, you know, it's more than talking the talk. Like people need to see action. They need to see that, hey, well, she actually overcame these things or I can see where she actually made that transition. So I want to hear what she has to say because, you know, there's a formula to it or you know, I have a, a blueprint or a map that I can follow now or somebody that I can look up to to kind of direct me and lead me along that same path. Right. What I what I have found is that people tend to, if they can relate to what you've gone through and see right. that you've made it out of that situation, right. they can look up to you because you understand what they went through. It's like you can't, it's, it's kind of hard telling people not to do drugs and that you can make it and all this type of stuff, if you never done drugs, I mean, I've never done drugs, but I'm just You're saying, right. if you was on drugs and then you turned your life around, right. you would help somebody more because you yes. experienced it. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm the same way, like, you know, not anybody can talk to me, you know, I need to be able to relate, like you said, and know, well, hey, okay, she overcame it. If she was able to stop, then, you know, I can do it too. Right, it's kind of like one of those, um, uh, walk a mile in my shoes, but until you have, I mean, I'm kind of not fully open to what you say. <laughs> right, I mean, that's human nature. So, you know, you, you gotta actually, you know, so experiences is good and I'm grateful for all of the experiences that I've had because it definitely made me the person I am today. And I realized like, you know, it's bigger than us. Yeah. So whatever we go through, whatever we experience it, we kind of see it later down in life. The, the impact and the amount of persons that you were carrying on the inside of you. So, you know, it's bigger than you. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short pause for the calls and I am going to play Angelina, Angeline Cherie, Can't Find Myself. So, hold on. Is barely 
Talking to Siobhan Strawn, President and CEO of We Life Foundation, and that's so lazy. Question for you, Siobhan. Can you tell me, since COVID has happened, what has been going on with your foundation? Has it affected your foundation positively and negatively? Uh, you know, actually, I, I know I'm grateful to God every day because during the pandemic, um, it did affect us briefly where you know um there weren't really as much sponsors as there used to be or you know um a lot was going on personally everybody was kind of affected in different ways so i did kind of use that time to also get myself together mentally and to kind of regroup and you know really plan some things out for we like rebranded and you know kind of get back to the drawing board so after that time period had expired uh things were starting to pick up again for a few businesses and so uh, we were still blessed enough to help people who wanted to give back so let's just say while 50 percent of the people may have been affected and you know i'm not doing so well financially there were others that benefited from covid so the persons that benefited from it they wanted to give back people who still had their jobs they wanted to share everybody was just trying to share what it is that they had and so they were looking for organizations to give back to we just had regular people posting on social media saying you know anybody needs some diapers you know hit me up anybody need a bag of groceries so it was like everybody was trying to share and give whatever they had to persons who lost everything so um that was the negative but yeah the good side of um covid and how it impacted the organization i think a lot more persons who are lucky enough to still have their job or have some form of income uh, wanted to share even more than before because right. we saw, um, you know, the damage it did to persons both financially and mentally and emotionally. 
Yeah, I, I, I would say that's the first time in my lifetime that the, the world stood still and everybody was on one accord where yeah. everybody was affected. And yeah. I agree, like you said, for the ones, it made people become compassionate. You know what right. I mean? For the right. ones that didn't get affected and, and are financially still okay, to know right. that so many were affected, right. it made people say, wow, you know, because it could be them. It could have been right. them. You know what I mean? So. I think that it definitely made everybody uh, nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, because you know, like you say, when you have you know, you know, a big population of the world being affected, and you're lucky enough to not be in that box, it's like you know, I'm so grateful. Like, who am I? Like, you just be like, God, why? I have, I feel like now I have to do something. Yeah, yeah. But your organization is empowered over 2,000 people. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and probably by now, the number has increased, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, we're actually gearing up to do a Christmas giveaway. So our plans is to drive through an inner city with Santa Claus, uh, some toys, and some food vouchers. And we're just going to drive to the community where people are outside or go door to door and surprise them with, you know, a Christmas miracle, I guess, you know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what's so like, funny. Um, I've never been to, I mean, I've been to the Bahamas several times, but I've never been there during Christmas time. I was in Africa during Christmas time and it was burning up hot. So it was so weird because I'm used to being cold. It was right. so weird seeing everybody in the shorts and pants yeah. and everything else. I was like, man, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> so Santa Claus, yeah, you have really, it on. usually have warm, a warm Christmas. Yeah. It has been a little chilly for us now. Our chili is like, you know, 68 degrees or something. Like that that's cold weird. for us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about other parts of the world, but in the Bahamas, once it drops under 70, it's like, wow, it's freezing. You know, we're having a cold front right now and everyone's in their jackets. So that's that basically <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> now, I ain't gonna lie. I used to live in Florida. It was it was semi hot. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I, I definitely had to put on a coat for real. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to take another pause for the cause. And I am about to play Anthony David and Algebra forevermore.
longer than a wedding ring Generations tattooed with the love we bring From the seas we sow To the time it takes to grow Long enough to show you I won't let go of you Without you I'm incomplete, incomplete. I can't stop song without this beat oh, I'm That was my friends, Anthony David and Algebra with Forevermore. That song was bopping right there. I was feeling like, all right, all right. <laughs> so we are back talking to Siobhan Strawn, president and CEO of We Life Foundation, and that's lazy. So Siobhan, you have overcome odds um, by graduating college on the president's list. You've also received the most outstanding student award in information technology management. I mean, you doing it up, thanks, girl. <laughs> you ain't. Listen, you playing. I, I, I dropped out of school three times because I said, you know, it wasn't for me. You know, I was just like, yeah, I can't do it. I didn't even think I was smart, you know, but one day I just say, you know, something, I'm going to do it. I put my mind to it. I focused, cried many nights, but... You know, you can do it. You can do anything, man. <laughs> I, I, I can relate. I was going through my divorce and I was going through my divorce and I wanted, I needed something to be able to focus on. And and then also I wanted to be able to prove that I could do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, because like with my, with my nonprofit organization, I'm the face of it and I'm the creative, right. I do the creative side. But I had other people handling all the business and it kind of sometimes made me feel like they was handling business because I couldn't speak and communicate to everyone. I wasn't on their level and stuff like that. So I went back to school for myself Yeah, ended up getting my my degree, a double major in public relations and 
marketing and became the first black president of the Golden Key High Honor International Society, became a part of the society. And, and you know, it, it was definitely an accomplishment, just like you had an accomplishment of standing on the president's list, because as I know, that's mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> like, no, and, and I knew nothing about um, information technology, like nothing. So I was yeah. starting from, you know, the bottom of the bottom. But yeah, yeah it's a good feeling when you challenge yourself. Absolutely. And, and you know what made me do that? I, I listened to um, a speech from, from Les Brown. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I was on YouTube one day and he was like, you got to put something out there that's going to make you stretch and jump and you may scratch your knee, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, so I'm going to go back to school and study something I don't know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a funny story about Les. Um, as you know, when we was in L.A., I had a torn meniscus, torn ACL, and I had dislocated my shoulder, but I hadn't had the surgery yet. So I was limping and I couldn't hold anything in my in my left hand. And nobody that hired me knew that I was injured. Right. <laughs> Except you and a couple of other Right. Remember right. helping you with your shoes? Yes, it was it was crazy because I could barely walk and like I said, I, I couldn't even lift my arm up. And so I got on stage and I, you know, did the whole thing. But prior to that, after I had the surgery, well, not prior to, after I had the surgery, you know, I woke up to find out that it was going to be a year recovery. They couldn't tell me at the time, they wasn't sure if it was a partial tear of my ATL or full tear. A partial tear meant it would only be six weeks recovery time. And, you know, I've been touring since 2007 full time overseas. So wake up and they say, oh, no, yeah, it was definitely a full tear and it's going to be a year before you can get back out there. Well, everything, you know, came to mind that, you know, I have two kids. Right. It was just me on my own, you know, I had financially, all these different things went through my mind and I was terrified. And I remember coming home from the hospital and I got in bed and I said, you know what, either you're going to sink or swim. This is that moment. So I cut on the motivational music at the time. And then I got a phone call from Les. Um, And when he called me, he was like, you know, I know that you think that this is a setback, but this is a setup for something else. Mm-hmm. And it forced me to figure out what else I could do, you know, yeah. my other talents and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you go back to school, that challenges you. Yeah. When you hit this pandemic that nobody expected, right. that challenged you. Yeah. And that had you pivot and you had to figure out some more yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. So. We're going to segue into what did that challenge you and make you do? Uh, during the pandemic? Yep. <laughs> okay. So during the pandemic, I was fortunate enough to have my job, but I was told I would be working from home indefinitely. So here I am. I, I live alone. Now I'm working from home. I'm just home, 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 going crazy. And you know, I was still like uh, kind of like scrapping and holding on to the little bit of savings that I had. And one day I was sitting down scrolling through Facebook and I saw people complaining about clothing. And some persons were like, you know, uh, I realized I only have dressy clothes and there's nowhere to go. So it's either I'm too dressy or I'm just in a big t-shirt and 
and underwear or something, you know, they, they were like, there's no middle clothing. So I right. wondered on that for a while and I was like, huh. Now, you know, when you have little, you want to hold on to it. So I had a choice. I said, now, if I make this investment that I'm thinking about now, which was loungewear, chillwear, I'm like, I'm going to have to use all of my savings, basically. So, you know, I pondered for a while. I, I spoke to my sister about it. She was like, I think it's a great idea. You should go for it. You know, and I'm still like, Ugh, you know. Then out of nowhere, something just hit me and it said, uh, money in the bank don't make money, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. Now, I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I, I, um, you know, I didn't go to school for business or even really, you know, we kind of overthink things a lot. So I was just like, you know, but I I, uh, I decided to go for it. I found a, a vendor. I uh, came up with the name that's so lazy. So it's actually lazy wear. I don't like say loungewear. It's a new uh, brand that I came up with. So I call it lazy wear. That's so lazy. So everything chill, everything comfy, everything smooth, just, you know, easy to go put on and just go with it. So after I came up with the business, wrote my business plan, gave all my money, I bought up my belly breakdown, okay? <laughs> I was like, okay. The money is gone. You, you you know, you don't know what the clothes are going to come looking like. You don't know if persons are going to support it. There's all this anxiety. I I almost worried myself sick. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, because of COVID, it took a while to get my inventory in and what's not. But I feel like everything came right on time in the month of November. I was able to launch and... In the first month, I sold half of my stock already. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it got an excellent response from persons. I've, I've had people who, you know, assisted me with the website and I've had international um, customers. And so it actually started growing quicker than I even thought about. I was kind of thinking too small about it, like, I'm just going to do this. But then when I got the response and the person's like, you need a website and you need a way for um, international uh, customers. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 I got to figure all this out. Right. So a bit of time. And so now I'm trying to pick out a new stock, trying to, you know, add my own tags and labels in the clothing and just create it even bigger and better. and all of this wasn't really a part of my plan in the beginning it was just going to be local but now that i'm in it my mind won't shut off i'm just like yeah. you know what i can do and you know what else i'm gonna do and it's amazing how your mind works once you take that first step you never see the other 100 steps until you take that first step absolutely <laughs> right and then when you take the next step you realize there are 200 more steps ahead of you and so that's what's been happening lately. Uh, that's so lazy. I've been doing extremely well in the Bahamas. Uh, I'm still working on international payment and the website and how I'm going to grow it and reinvest the, the funds and everything. And it's like all of this I'm learning in 30 days. <laughs> like, it was a whirlwind, but an awesome experience. And the pandemic definitely 
uh, brought out another side of me that I didn't even know was there. An entrepreneur, like what me? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I think one, you're a Taurus like me, and we're creative. We come with it. Exactly. We have to figure it out and, and we make it work. So that's a really good thing. I had the pleasure of seeing a lot of your clothes through your pictures and everything. I'm going to place in my order, one, to support, but two, not just to, to support because because it's you and we're friends, but I really do like the products. <laughs> like, like They look really nice. And so I'm, I'm very excited to order and also get, you know, a couple of outfits and be be lazy in it. <laughs> hey, it's okay to have a lazy day. You know, you know we can go Taurus up to extremes. Yeah, we're working hard, or we are doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're gonna take a, a a pause for the calls, and I'm about to play my friend Jay Marie. This is never in love. This empty room I swear these walls Can't speak The whispers Trigger Ooh. 
And we are back. We are talking to Siobhan Strawn, president and CEO of We Life Foundation, and that's so lazy. So, Siobhan, I am having a good time with you. With all these, with all of these businesses and endeavors that you are creating, what is your ultimate goal? Hmm. My ultimate goal is financial freedom when it comes to the financial aspect of things, but also just as my organization is my body and spirit and financial freedom, of course. So really it's just to create, to um, keep recreating myself and discovering what all is on the inside of me. I think as uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, the late Dr. Miles Monroe who said to die empty. And that's something like during this pandemic, that's something that I put my mind to. I said, you know what? Everything, every idea, every dream, every talent, everything that's on the inside of me, I want to utilize it. I want to use it. I want to put it out there. And so um, that that that's my, my, my ultimate goal right there is to one, die empty. And before I do that, really experience what it is to have that freedom financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of it. Like that's my ultimate goal in life. I felt that. I can definitely relate. <laughs> I, I, I want to do the exact same thing. I want to yeah. every single thing that I've ever wanted to do, I'm going for right. it. I mean, life is short and you should go yes. for what you want. <laughs> you really should. Right. Because what's stopping you and what right. do you have to be scared of, you know? And at this it's age, we're still discovering what's on the inside of us, which is crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? It's still, it's so much. So I'm like, what else is in there? Like, I want to see, I want to experience it all. I want to leave it all out there. Yeah, definitely. You said a quote that really um, struck me. You said, we are better when we help others become better. Yes. What did you mean by that? So um, just an, again, a personal experience from the whole charity thing. So the moment I made up in my mind that I wanted to help other persons become better, doors flew open for me. Because of that, that's how I actually met you guys because I, I went to that conference and, you know, I was able to share my story, share the organization. It, it just, the doors flew open and as I, uh, as these doors opened and I made new connections and I started to grow spiritually, mentally, I started to mature, I started to become more of an influencer or inspiration to so many other people. And so I was kind of thrusted into something that I felt I wasn't ready for, but it caused me to get ready. Yeah. And so it really and truly made me a better person. I, I realized, okay, you have to live your life um, at a certain standard now. You have to be that example. Um, like I said, the, the connections and the friendships that, that were made, it just, it made me a happier person. And so sometimes, even uh, if you use the, look at the example I gave, we're trying to hold on to your, your money, your savings and things like that. It doesn't make you more money by holding on to it. You know, you have to release it, you have to invest it, and it, it comes back to you in an even greater form. And so it's the same thing when we help other people it comes back to you in a greater form. Sometimes people want to hold on to the little bit that they have because right. they feel like, you know, this is all I have, so I need it. I'm not letting it go. But if you actually want to experience what it is to become a better person or really experience that freedom, you have to be okay with 
releasing and, and, and giving and and helping other people, there is nothing more rewarding than when you actually see someone's life transform or you save someone's life because we don't know what one act of kindness actually saved the person from. And that in turn saves you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like this literally saved my life and turned my life around for the better. Like, And I had no clue that this is what this is what was going to take place when I made in my mind like hey I want to make people better and I wasn't all together but it helped me yeah. <laughs> helping people help me helping people helps you yeah. that's how it works <laughs> yeah I can definitely relate so what advice would you give someone they're still on the fence you know they have ideas they want to get out there but they're too scared to do anything about it <laughs> Same thing I said, uh, the late Dr. Ma said, like, you want to die empty. I am not really sure everyone has their theories about what happens when you die, but I've never died. So as far as I know, I don't want to have no regrets the, the last day, you know, that I have on this earth. So I just, you just have to really get to a point, like thinking about it like that, like, what do you have to lose? You know what I mean? Like really and truly, we're all going out the same way. <laughs> Everybody's going out the same way. And that's how I started thinking about it during this pandemic. It was such a wake up call. It's like, you've already failed at some point in your life. You've like succeeded sometimes. And guess what happened? Life still went on. We're still getting older. It's like, just do it. Yeah. Me, you know? Only two things can happen. Either it's going to work or it's not going to work. And if it doesn't work, then you try something else. I've tried so many different, like I said, I dropped out of school three times. But eventually something stuck. The fourth time around, and I didn't even, sometimes the things that we don't even think uh, about is what actually works. (laughs) Like Mm. the ones that you don't see coming. Don't overthink anything. Just if you have an idea and it's strong on the inside of you, connect with someone who's going to push you. Because if you got a Taurus friend, we're going to be like, girl, you can do it. Like, just, you know, I'm, I, like, let me write it up for you. Like, you scared? Let me take the pictures for you. Let me put it out there. Like, that. connect with somebody like that who's going to throw you into the water. And then you have yeah. no choice but to swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, can you tell everybody how they can find you, how they can support your foundation, as well as that lazy lounge where <laughs> so because that is a lot of information a general uh point would be to um you can find me on social media uh siobhan strong that's on facebook and instagram it's just siobhan strong uh we like foundation if you want to make a donation uh, you can log on to our website at www.welifefoundation.org we're also on facebook and instagram under that name that's so lazy. That's so lazy.com. You can log on to the website, place your orders. You can connect with me on Facebook. You can send me a message if you want um, any more information. But I think that's all right there in a nutshell. 
Okay. I want to give a shout out to Soul City to Beat, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, my people over in Africa that's listening, over in Canada that's listening, and of course, over in Italy. We have been talking to Ms. Siobhan Strawn, president and CEO of We Life Foundation, and that's so lazy. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Do you have any last words that you want to say to the listeners? Thank you so much for having me and to you also. Um, congratulations on everything that you've been doing. Also, come back to the Bahamas soon. We'd love to connect with you again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And I hope that um, I've been a blessing to you guys. Don't forget to give back during this pandemic. And don't forget to also see what's on the inside of you. See what you can birth during this pandemic. That's also going to make you a better person. Absolutely. So we're going to close out this show. You know, I got to play some of my own music. So this is The Storm. Goodbye, everybody. This track was produced by the League of Extraordinary.
Thanks again to our sponsors at ModishCouture.com. Visit them today at mod-ishcouture.com.